0: Welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast. My name is Rich Valotis. I'm uh, the lead pastor of New Life Fellowship Church here in Queens, New York City, and I'm here with Pete Scazzaro. Pete is the founder of New Life as well as the founder of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And today we're gonna talk about a very important topic in leadership, something, Pete, that you've thought about and wrestled with for over three decades as a pastor and leader. We're gonna talk about success. Now, this is something people have written a lot of books on this, Christian, non-Christian. And um, it's very interesting to see how we define success, uh, specifically in church context. So Pete, maybe how about you, um, you planted the church in 1987. I'm sure you had a vision of what success Mm -hmm. was and that impacted your life and your decisions. Um, Tell me a a bit about your journey of success and in your travels around the world you've met a lot of pastors that have had a pretty clear maybe narrow view of what success is
1: you know it's interesting I, while i was shaped in my early years by university a parachurch ministry uh when i came to christ at 19 and really for the following five years that was very much about small discipleship on campuses wasn't so much about numbers uh, and yet, when I eventually planned a New Life Fellowship, and once I got into the culture of church world, and I think the American culture as a whole, uh, I also fell into the trap of, we measure success by numbers, uh, was it numbers, buildings, and people saved, mm-hmm. uh, and budget, you know, uh, numerical, mm-hmm. and... I just fell into it. And the problem was that I was going to conferences, which were all about that, you know, church growth conferences, leadership conferences. Then I would come back to Queens and we had all these enormous limits, multiracial, parking, building. We were not in a, and people talk about growing, planning a church in suburbs where people are moving into. Mm-hmm. So they had lots of land and you could grow, you knew you are going to grow your church. A hundred thousand people are moving in. <coughs> and so that was like a. I remember sitting there saying, I know, well, my context is really different, but I but I still felt the pressure. Yeah. And as uh, funny, I was talking to this fellow uh, who's a consultant of mega churches this past week, and I was reminded that I had to, cons- even to the day I stepped down as lead pastor, Rich, mm. and you took the role of 26 years later uh, into planting the church, I had to regularly resist the temptation mm. that would come my way at different moments. Yeah. Whether it was that person who sent you an email mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and me an email yeah. about, you know, this church coming to town having a few thousand in a year, you know, and, uh, <laughs> or um, anyway, so it's I had to consistently remind myself of God mm. when I would feel the temptation of, you're a loser, Pete. You don't know what you're doing. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. I answered your question.
0: No. Well, it's helpful to know um, that on one level, it's something that you wrestled with, and so it kind of normalizes the struggle. Yes. Where um, you know you could feel bad about uh, having uh, uh, maybe a focus on this. For me, it just helps to normalize that if pastors are thinking about success numerically, first of all, they're not alone. Yes. Um. But there is a different way that uh, God calls us to.
1: And every pastor has that temptation, I think, yeah, from the evil one of saying, you're a loser, you're not doing well.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's helpful. That is helpful, it normalizes the experience. But you've gotten to a place where uh, defining success as a leader is different. And so you mentioned a couple of things, I like this little acronym, I think it's a good acronym of BAD, uh, measuring success in a bad way, you know, by budgets, attendance, and decisions, you know, that's typically how we measure it. What's the budget, what's the Sunday attendance, and how many people made a decision. And if we just, uh, define success and measure success that way, it is bad. It is bad. <laughs> that's a good way of remembering that. But Pete, you came to a place of Clarifying and in your own mind, a different kind of definition beyond budgets and attendance and decisions. And this is what you write. You said that success is first and foremost doing what God has asked us to do, doing it his way and in his timing. Doing first and foremost what God has asked us to do, doing it his way and in his timing. How'd you come up, first of all, with that definition? What What was happening in your life and in your thinking?
1: Well, uh, this really was the launch of, you know, part of the launch into Emotionally Spirituality in 1996, when I recognized, I I finally got a theology, first of all, of success is God's will, period. That was like, I think, Mm -hmm. gigantic. Secondly, was a theology of limits, that I could grow our church to thousands, die, present it to God, and say, Lord, here's this church of, you know, 5, 10, 20,000 people, and the Lord could say to me, I never asked you to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a revelation of the temptations of the wilderness, Matthew chapter four. I, I got it, that that's as important a text as you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, that those three temptations are what come to every single one of us yeah. all the time while we're alive on earth, which is do it and do it now, do it big, do it impressive, make, you know, show people you've made it. And it is just, and I realized that I have I'd allowed myself to give into that temptation at the destruction of my own walk with Jesus and my marriage yeah. and my family and it was evil mm-hmm. and demonic. And uh, so and I, t- I think it just led me to a whole scriptural study of looking at people like John the Baptist, who apparently looked like a failure, or Jeremiah and Isaiah, who surely looked like failures, yeah. or uh, Jesus himself in John six, everybody leaving him. And I think the scriptures opened up to me realizing, no, God has a different path for every one of us. And the key is what is God asking you to do, mm-hmm. and who's he called you to become, and be faithful to that. But to try to be somebody else whom you're not I remember there was a pastor who said to me, "Pete, you've got to grow the church in numbers because when you walk in a room and you've got thousands, it's like the waters part." <laughs> and the pastor is just, "Oh, look at you!" Wow. And and this guy had thousands, you know, and and uh, and I was like, "Dang, I walk in a room, the waters are not parting for me." <laughs> You're singing in the water, <laughs> <laughs> and I get home, we get all anxious. But realizing that that is that is. Jesus would never make a statement like that. Right. That unholy. So I think we've got to recognize that the demons are in the church. <laughs> I don't think this guy is a demonized, but I'm telling you, that's that, like, get behind me, Satan. So is this pastor, you know, uh, uh, this pastor uh, has 200 people. I know this pastor, has 200 people, and it's, uh, he's been here 20 years, and he still has 200 people, and he feels like a total loser, should I resign? Someone else should come and take over this church. And the answer is no. I mean, the question is, what's God saying and doing? Yeah, and you're living in a small community. You've got 200 people. You've actually sustained that. You're, and if lives are being changed, there's fruitfulness. And again, you've got to measure success. Yeah, it's a healthy church that's bearing witness to Jesus. You are a total success in God's sight, and yeah. uh, versus manipulating, maybe forcing yourself to go multi-site so it at least on a chart it looks like you got 600 people, <laughs> even though they're like 100 miles away in the multi-site, and you're running ragged trying to keep the thing going, but. <laughs> But you're saying like, you're an enormous success, perhaps, but you're comparing yourself to other people. And it's, it's just all screwed up. Yeah. So again, what's, what's God saying yeah, to you?
0: Now, you mentioned something. And <clears throat> before we started recording, uh, there was a question or a statement you said that, you know, if, if a pastor is growing a church and, you know, they see Jesus face to face and Jesus says, I never asked you to do that. The question along those lines was, is it possible that you can be growing in numbers but actually failing? And it's a really interesting question. And you said yes, it's possible we can be growing in numbers Absolutely. but failing. Talk a little bit about well, that.
1: Let's just let's just take because again, everything's in, everything is grounded in theology, right, Rich? Everything's biblical. Let's just think for a moment of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Can you be declining in numbers and succeeding? The clear biblical answer is yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
1: John the Baptist declined in numbers, and he was a success, a massive success. Mm -hmm. Jesus called him the greatest in the kingdom of God up to that point. I think the churches right now in Syria and Iraq are shrinking in number, Yeah, obviously, and they are a great success. So this American Mm. Western Post, you know, enlightenment's mm-hmm. view of success—bigger, better, faster—is mm-hmm. culture, not yeah. Jesus. And so, I'm not just—I'm not saying we're not concerned about bearing fruit and growing. We want to grow, but it doesn't drive my life. I'm content in Jesus. I'm open to His will. I mean, Rich, there's so many factors here at New Life Fellowship we do not have control over, mm-hmm. it, of what. I mean, numerically speaking, yeah. I mean, one catastrophe of a of a child abuse scandal that we had no, nothing about, or mm-hmm. um, a fire, mm-hmm. church getting burned down, or something happening in, in history, a bomb, you know, yeah. in New York City, I mean, or right near our place. I mean, there's so many factors yeah. um, that are outside of our control. But it's, it's the Lord who grows his church. It's God who saves people. It's, you know, we're recording this around Christmas. I mean, it's a Holy Spirit who births Jesus in people mm-hmm. alone. We yeah. can't control any of that. We're servants of that. And so I think we're... Yeah.
0: And what's, yes. and what's interesting is just using like the biological physiological kind of metaphor is, you know, not everything that grows is healthy,
1: mm. you know, that's good.
0: Um, you get an infection, you get a growth, not everything that's that grows true. is healthy physiologically. And so I wonder how that applies as well to the life of the church. Uh, Just because we're growing doesn't mean we're healthy. And so measuring transformation. So we get to a place where beyond budgets and attendance and decisions, there's still a call to to take note, to observe, to do what we can to see people transform. So as we think about this sense of measuring transformation, and it's probably not the best way of saying it, um, but uh, at New Life, we've worked on creating structures, Pete, that we can't control necessarily the end product or not even the process necessarily. People make decisions whether to go through process and participate with God's work in their lives. But what we can do is create two things, a structure and a system of follow-up. And what I've learned from you over the years are those two things really are indispensable to Um, to seeing people transform, structure and follow. How about just talk a little bit about structure and the rest of the time that we have here. We've got about two minutes. Structure and follow-up and the importance for creating a really a culture of transformation.
1: So again, measuring transformation of life and quality is much more difficult than measuring quantity. So let me just say again, it's not that God's not against numbers. The Bible does measure numbers. So we do measure it in New Life, attendance and budget. We do watch that, but we're watching along with that other Critical factors, yeah, uh, and things like the quality of people's life change. So, uh, we have a rule of life uh, for pastoral staff, for administrative staff. That is about the their quality. You call it what do you call it? Right, it's a structure. Yeah, it's a quality of what has deals with things like their marriage or singleness, Sabbath, mm-hmm. spending time with God, recreation, self care, yeah. self care. It's got a number of <clears throat> areas like that, and you can access that. I know it's in the back of the emotionally healthy church book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's somewhere on our website. Yeah, if you go to this, the grill tab in the New Life Fellowship website. Okay, uh, you can take a look at it. And um, so I think we, we measured that. So for example, we have a day alone with God for all pastoral staff every month. And we also have a day alone with God every quarter, every three months for for administrative staff. So Lewis, who's recording this video, is 25 years old, his audio. He's 25, he's sitting next to my left. Um, he has a day alone with God. He's new on staff. And uh, we just talked about the importance of helping him with the quality of that day, along with God. We know it's new for him. Um, how would he know what to do in a day like that? So, right. part of our success is over the next couple of years, Lewis learning how to have a day alone with God. Yeah, prayer, scripture reading, whatever. But how do you anchor in Jesus that loving union that's going to spill out into your earth the rest of the yeah. week, month, year? So, yeah. We're measuring now things like that Sabbath. How's that going? What are you doing on Sabbath? Mm-hmm. But we're we're concerned about people's walk with God and measuring that. And of course, that, that you know, if you look, Rich, we have you and I in in the leader book. Remember, I was having a discussion about what are some areas we, we're we're measuring at New Life, whether it's marriage ministry, children's ministry, small groups, and we have a number of other measurements like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and just talk about follow up, Pete. I, I've learned from you, you know, to follow up um first of all it takes a lot of work uh and thoughts and you know and some boldness you're having hard sometimes hard conversations but why why what have you learned about follow-up in transformation and discipleship over the years
1: well it's very simple that's why it has to, as goes the leader so goes the church it has to be so deep in the leadership that you can't help but follow up I mean, we can tell you, you got to follow up. And we'll do that to the supervisors, right? you got to follow up. But the reality is, experience shows us that if it's not in the life of those in senior leadership, they're not going to follow it up. Mm-hmm. They'll do it for a short time because we tell them to, and it's, it's written in some kind of a document or manual. But it has to be deep enough where they can't help it. Let's, I think one of our best follow-up staff is Peter Rodin. Mm-hmm. He is a bull and part of the reason is peter's been here 25 years and he's a he is it's so in him whether yeah. it's the value of lead out of your marriage being with jesus yeah. you know walking out the skills with integrity of relationships he just naturally just he's on it he sees something that's out of balance or out of out of whack and he he's going to go talk to that person about it because He's so committed both to their work and their lives, and I think that's the ideal we want on staff. It's, of course, that's an ideal. The guys yeah. here twenty five yeah. years, but I think that's why we focus so much on the senior leadership, and we and it just it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I learned it from my wife, Jerry. I mean, I, I I didn't have it. I had too much going on, right? Yeah, and Jerry just constantly, like, I don't know what I'm doing with you. She did it with me. Yeah, she did it with me. Kept bringing me back. Hey, Pete, are you following up? Like, well, no, I haven't get to it. Jerry. I got <laughs> sermon or something. I haven't thought about it, you know. And she would just, but I I. I think that's part of being the body of Christ. We're helping each other along the way, because as you know, Richard, look at your position. It's really hard in your position. Yeah. You, you can't be doing the whole organization, but yet you're strategically, in a sense, the guardian of the values.
0: Yeah, yeah. You uh, absolutely. I think, um, I think Peter's a perfect example, someone who's been here, and I think that is the ideal. And I don't think it has to take 25 years uh, for deep values to get in a person, but um, when they're in the values are deep in a person, it's almost second nature to follow up. It almost it flows out of you. like you you recognize areas of uh, uh, you know, what well, cognitive dissonance. There's just something's not right here, and I just have to follow up. and I think that's um, something I'm learning for sure with a lot of plates that I'm spinning at the same time. I I go, you know what, that person came in late to a meeting three times, Mm -hmm. and am I gonna follow up and have a hard conversation about, hey, I'm puzzled as to what's happening, or am I gonna let it slide, and "Ah, maybe the fourth time, maybe they'll get it by the next time. Um, It's challenging. It is. Uh, But at the same time, it's hard to look at people growing in transformation uh, without that kind of FaceTime. Okay, I found this on the web for people growing trees <laughs> That's Siri talking and interrupting our conversation. Sorry, so yeah. all that to say, follow-up, Lewis.
1: Follow-up, very
0: Lewis. important. So with that said, we're a little Thank over. You. We are. So Let's we'll just end it here. Up. Absolutely. Uh, follow-up is probably another podcast. Uh, <laughs> but for more information... On um, discipleship and success and measuring it, you can check out Pete's book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader. Go on our website, EmotionallyHealthy.org, or check out the resources we have at NewLifeFellowship.org as well. See you next time.
1: Thank you.